1: Welcome to the weekly meeting of the IP Communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Some of our community members that give us support are Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is from onsip.com. VUC.me is hosted at Bluehost.com. would we be without the best conferencing bridge around? ZipDX.com. We thank David Franklin, and ZipDX for their support. As always, full-featured, full-color, full HD conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from VoxBone.com. Thank you for the pre-roll, Michael. We're coming live from KluCon. At least somebody is. I'm not there, but <laughs> James Ba-da. will be talking to James. We will be talking to James in just a moment, and of course... Uh, Mr. David Duffett, winner of one of the dangerous demos. We'll be talking to him, too. But first, we need to tell you about AstraCon, where you can meet David and probably a lot of the same people. Uh, AstraCon is October 13th to 15th. It's in Orlando, Florida, and it's a particularly good place to bring the significant other and uh, child units, if you have any of those, because it's a Disneyland, Disney World, whatever it is, like property, universal property that people will want to visit. Okay, There's, uh, if we can settle down on the, we're going to switch over to the NASA control room-like at, uh, atmosphere. And James has a wandering cam, but I'm not sure here we can switch over to James right now. James, take it away. Hi, are you? are you getting my video uh, and audio? Yes, yes. Okay,
2: uh, we're here live from the Intercontinental Hotel in Chicago. And I'll just switch the camera view, and I'll just pan around so you can see. Over in the corner, over here, we have a cluster of people who are running the VUC Google Hangout in parallel with um, a Verto uh, video conference. The two are running in parallel and are then bridged. I think we're streaming from both the Verto and VUC uh, directly onto YouTube. So, um, and over here, we have the one and only, the infamous Mr. Tony Minasala, father, founder and uh, outright brain behind, uh, behind FreeSwitch. We're, we're going to be having a chat with him a little bit later, uh, but just going around the room, um, this gentleman over here is Brian West. In fact, he's over there as well, I think um, who uh, you are runs the community the only person for, for... in this
3: conference well,
4: what's going on Where did that come from? Sorry that came from okay, and then have... joined Verto and got uh, video music video
2: okay over here we, we've got italo who's who's done the new front end, Francisco from Milano. And over there, a gentleman who I will introduce later. Uh, but we'll, we'll come back to uh, him. Then, running around the corner here, we have the indomitable. Where is he? Here he is. This person here, um, Andy Smith, with David Duffett from Digium Asterisk, and then a couple of other people over here. We have William King. Who is doing something? I don't know what you're doing on there, William. He's doing something, he, and he very rapidly <laughs> uh, mutes his uh, his screen. So anyway, let's go back to back to me for a second. Um, we're going to give you a very quick roundup of uh, some of the highlights uh, from from uh, from I Oh, said Astricon There, cracking up. I, and you just got back from breakfast, but the first person we're going to talk to is, is Anthony. I've got to switch my camera back again. Now, can you switch um, the camera view to um, the Verto Bridge, Michael? Okay, I
4: will give you. I'll give you a, a view of the Verto Bridge. I'm not connected to anything right now, but you're definitely seeing uh Hang on, can we select that uh, there we well I select it i don't know what that means exactly,
2: but um, okay well well i'm looking at looking at uh, um the dial pad is Anthony? Uh, yeah from a, a slightly different angle in fact, if I pull this out, uh, you should be able to here this is all going horribly wrong. So, Anthony, can you see Anthony? I can. Okay. Um,
4: can you hear Anthony? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Now, I'm. I'm not. We're not seeing him in Verto. I'm not connected. When I tried to connect to Verto momentarily, a few okay,
2: moments well, ago, I got
1: well,
2: well, just, just I'm showing him on James's uh,
1: camera. Okay.
2: Yeah. We'll just uh, in, interview uh, uh, Anthony on my camera until we, and then we'll. We'll get Anthony to introduce Verto. Okay. So, uh, Anthony, tell us a little bit about what uh, what has gone down here at CluCon.
3: Well, this year we added a new day to CluCon. We had a hackathon on the first day. uh, It's called the Coder Games. Uh, We had several API vendors sponsor an event to have people make different things out of their various APIs. And each API awarded a prize. Um, That went really well. Let's say about Two thirds of the attendees came for that, um, so that kind of represented the more uh, programming savvy users, and they had fun competing
2: and drinking Red Bull. And yeah, lots of lots of drinking going on here, definitely. So, uh, in fact, we've just survived four days. This is our fifth day on the trot of intense teching. Yeah, yeah, lots of amazing things going on, like this in the corner, which you've already seen. Um, other highlights include the unveiling of the new front-end for Virto, the WebRTC front-end for FreeSwitch. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that?
3: Sure. Uh, well, since we started working on this project a few years ago to bring WebRTC to FreeSwitch, which we uh, have been working with sort of the makeshift client that I use to demonstrate all the features to myself as I'm going through them in the past. And as I added things to it, it was usable, but kind of more designed around the idea of uh, going through a test matrix, because it's basically just a large page with all the features out there. Um, we cleaned it up a little bit when we added the video support, but really,
2: it wasn't very usable to the public. They're tend to be confused by it. Yeah, it was a bit scary. Yeah, we ended up with a, a one big scrollable web page. Yeah, it's which is sort of
3: like, if you show a take someone to a sound booth and show them the mixer. They don't know what to do. There's too many buttons everywhere. So, um, And so? So my friends uh, in the community decided to start a project to uh, use our core libraries for so an exercise, the ability to make other things from it. So they basically looked at all the feature set of my testing program and <laughs> tried to make the feature-rich. Uh, more user-friendly equivalent, uh, which came out to be Virtual Communicator. Um, it's almost feature parity with my test uh, reference code, but it's, uh, it's, only, it's got a little bit more to go, but it, it's very useful at this point. Uh, it has integrated chat and some similar features to Google Hangouts as far as breaking in with of users Yeah. To, and, um,
2: and all built uh, using HTML5. Yeah. So it's and very clean. And, and,
3: it's a good example of the benefits of uh, MCU. Um, during my keynote this year, I was talking about that because we have uh, both Google Hangouts and Jitsi Video Bridge handling the development of uh, the SFU model for video chat. Where FreeSwitch is more geared towards MC with the MCU model because we have integration with legacy telephony and things like yeah. that. And, and that's an important thing to a lot of users. They want to be able to bring together SIP calls and WebRTC into the same uh, element together or yeah. the gateway the audio from WebRTC call to something like TM
2: or subtracting. Uh, yeah. One of the great things about Verto is it always has been incredibly capable on the back end but the, the, the challenge has always been uh, making it easy for the people who use it to leverage some of that gear, some of that functionality. Um, anyway I'm going to move over here and see whether we can have a quick word with Italo who wrote the uh the front end okay. and then we'll have a quick word with brian who hopefully then can show it to us okay one okay. well, we'll come back to you in a second right whizzing over here this fine young gentleman here is a from from uh, brazil and speak up and shout because you're going to be using my microphone i think so okay so uh, uh when did you Decide that you were going to write a a new user interface for Verto. Uh,
3: We talked on on our company college evolutions. We are talking about the currently Verto interface internally. We are talking about hey, we could do a more user-friendly interface. So, and we had this idea. And the next day, Brian was talking to me, and he told me hey. Uh, I think we could do a better personal interface. So you think you you guys can do it? So how I, long ago was that? Uh three months. Three three months. Think? Yeah. Yeah, three months. Three months. And I just tell him, Hey, we just talked last day about this and
2: so yes for sure we can do it. So you did it? Yeah. It's it's done now. <laughs> Brilliant. OK, moving on to Brian, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the user interface, what, what your objectives were, and if you dare, share where people who are listening to this can go to join in, because it's possible for them to them to join in on the conference bridge, isn't it?
5: Correct, it is. Um, so what we set out to do was, one, simplify the usage uh, if you if you noticed in the old uh, engineering Verto demo that we started out with, which was basically an engineering tool, people wouldn't catch the end call button. They would close the browser. It wasn't as user friendly. There were uh, it just wasn't as well organized. So we wanted to start something that was um, that looked nice, was in tree, we supported, everybody used, so that uh, you know somebody would see what you could do if you set out to build
2: something fresh out of uh, the libraries that we've published with the Verto protocol. And uh, I've seen it, I've used it. It certainly is, uh, it, from my perspective, it completely revolutionizes um, my use of Averto. It's incredible. It's just like having a, a completely new conference bridge. Yes, yes. Um, is, uh, so where can people go right now to experience this live?
5: They can go to, I'll post it in the VUC channel so they can see it.
2: Yeah, so Randy or Michael, if you see this coming down the VUC channel, can you just repost that on IRC and and somewhere else? Okay, so uh, if anybody wants to have a go at that, um, they can join in. And whilst people are doing that, um, I'm going to whiz across to the other side of the room and we're going to talk very briefly, whilst people are getting set up on the Berto Bridge, we're going to talk a little bit about dangerous demos, which is something that I do. So I'm running across the other side of the room now. We're going to have to uh, mute. There we go. Um, over here, we have Mr. David Duffett, who this year was the, was the primary, the leading Winner of uh, of a Truefoam Dangerous Demo Prize,
0: a trophy or prize it was, but
2: engraved
0: or internally
2: engraved glass, very nice, very Yeah,
0: nice. indeed. Would you like me to tell you what the demo was? Yes. Okay.
2: Let's so, let get in close, and yes. we can we can see what yes. you actually did.
0: There's a, a Raspberry Pi here, and uh, in
2: uh, reference
0: of the growing friendship between the FreeSwitch and Asterisk project, it was an Asterisk powered Raspberry Pi but powered by a free switch battery
2: Can we pack. get in close and see that? There we are, a free switch battery pack powering with an asterisk Raspberry asterisk
0: Pi Raspberry Pi there and uh, asterisk has um, uh, got WebRTC support uh, built in and I was browsing onto this wirelessly because you can see it has a, a wireless access point and other than that it is uh, a totally wireless thing, there are no strings attached, browsing onto it and getting up uh, the JS SIP soft phone. Now I can't actually do the audio part of the demo because people will understand that Chrome on iOS doesn't properly support uh, WebRTC right now, but uh, we we played out a rather lovely prompt over the PA in the ClueCon main hall of uh, Alison giving a a cryptic WebRTC based message and uh, that was what won the prize.
2: Um, and that was it.
0: It was it. It was short and sweet. I only took two of the four minutes allocated, but I think it was perhaps the, the, the compactness and also
2: the featuring of three switches and asterisk in the same uh, demo. Well, that the, and Alison. That that, uh, in fact, it, it,
0: maybe a bit of Alison. Uh,
2: I, I think you probably got a few extra points because of Alison.
0: Quite possibly.
2: Okay. Well, that was great. That was one of the Dangerous Demos, but there were others, weren't there?
0: There were many more. Tim Panton, of course, always a star in the Dangerous Demos, had a Lego vehicle that he was controlling over WebRTC. Um, And uh, there were a number of others, some of which uh, didn't work
2: so well. And I think a prize was allocated for a crash and burn, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a crash and burn. um, But I'm not going to shame the people who who got that one. But what I am going to do is I'm going to rush over here to interview you. other winner, over here, we have a gentleman by the name of Seven Do. Uh, Seven, tell everybody where you have come from. I Ka- came from China. All the way from China. And it's not your first time here at ClueCon, is it? It's, uh, no, it's uh, the, the fifth year. It's his fifth year. So. Um, Little known fact 7 has actually written the Chinese book manual for free switch. Yeah. So uh is definitely yeah uh, how much free switch is used in China now
3: a lot of users yeah really, i i i don't know but uh, there are uh, uh, almost 2000 users in the uh instant uh, message group in China QQ
2: yeah it just shows how global uh, free switch has become now now Dangerous demos. Tell us what you did for Dangerous demos that won your prize.
3: I, this year, Dangerous demos, I, I actually made two topics. One is that I'm reading a model called mode F11, and I can, so I can send videos to the F11 server so it can make, make the videos and uh, make the that desktop application. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, another is that I made free switch to solve Sudoku. It
2: kind of got... Yeah, it was uh, a live game of Sudoku which had a very rapid conclusion because we kind of ran out of time at the end, but it was all done extremely well. Anyway, 7 is not a, not a strange... He's won a dangerous demo before. 7 is also uh, famous for uh, producing some of the most amazing hardware. Which, what was it, two years ago? Managed to not only burn the, t- the, the carpet but all burnt Adam Kounsey's hands uh, when he tried to pick it up. So so well done, um, Seven. That's great. Right, we're going to go back over here now. Back to uh, Brian and Anthony. Has anybody joined the, uh, the conference? Yes, we have uh, Italo, Mr. Key and
5: Anthony. Michael Graves, Giovanni,
2: and me. Okay, I'm just telling you what I can probably switch over. Oh yeah, so I can see that now. Uh, yeah, I'm actually wandering around using uh, an iPad, which is on Google Hangouts. But I, through the uh, the miracle of technology, I can actually look and see uh, what Verto looks like. So, going from uh, top uh, left, we've got Italo. Uh, William King, Tony, Michael Graves, uh, Federico, Francisco, sorry, and Brian West, Giovanni. Giovanni. So, sorry, I'm sorry, Giovanni. This, this is this is Giovanni. Yeah. So, what do you do, Giovanni? What, what's your part in this? And, uh, I'm part of the community and uh, I'm helping uh, mostly with uh, documentation
3: writing books uh, and things for Skype and uh, GSM
2: yeah, and that's the important thing about free speech, it's all a, a community an international community isn't it yeah, okay, right I'm going to cut back to Brian very rapidly I want you to say a bit more about what you're up to and uh, about um
5: just what Click I on, yeah. Well, we've, we've wrapped up uh, the week long event today. We're doing a, a training on free switch. There's about 25 people in the room next to us. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's what we've done here. And now, <laughs> we put everybody in as an administrator in this, so everybody's playing around with the admin controls. Um, so I'm sitting here watching the layout changes, distracting me. Uh, but anyway, so my my role is uh, I plan Glucon, set up the event, um, you know, bring the community together, try to inspire others to do things to help the community out. Uh, for example, like uh, Italic said, this was one of those moments when we started the Virtual Communicator Project where it was a community-sparked, community-driven aspect, and we all were there to help answer questions, and, and there were features that came out of, of, you know, we could do this easier if we had this. And so we worked real close with Italo and his team uh, to come up with new features and functionality that help make it even better.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that new Virto um, is, a, is a massive step forward. Um, OK. Should we go back to Tony? Well, I'll go back to Tony in a moment. But um, Tony did a dangerous demo, didn't he? Yes,
5: yes. yes Tell us a
2: bit about that dangerous demo.
5: Um, it was the Tic Tac Virto, wasn't it? That's what you did. So, Hollywood Squares? The Hollywood Squares um, clone that we use Virto in the NCU and pre switch to do. And uh, we started on that last week sometime, writing the features and functionality to allow that to function. And uh, I think we pulled it off. It was 100% controlled by DTMF. So he could sit there on his cell phone controlling and, and Xing or o the squares, so it would automatically, you know, if somebody won. Yeah. Somebody, and that is seven there.
2: Causing the, uh... You
5: would, just, you would think that we would have those kinds of, you know, us being the people that deal with this day, that we wouldn't have that happen, but we still have audio snafus and whatnot come up. Yeah. So,
2: and so Tony's challenge, in fact, I'm going to go whizzing back to Tony now. Whoosh! Tony's challenge which I bullied him into, was to complete uh, a, a full game of Hollywood Squares in less than four minutes. That's right. That
3: was pretty challenging, but we managed.
2: Managed yeah. to do it with two seconds to spare, and the whole thing was engineered in free switch, multiple panes with multiple... In fact, they were, they were simulated people in the squares, weren't they, for this one?
3: Yeah, we loaded videos of various celebrities giving commencement speeches. Something pulled off YouTube right before because uh, we didn't have enough bandwidth to bring people, the server being the internet in the hotel having limited connectivity for attendees, we couldn't.
2: Yeah, well, that's a measure of this, the sort of um, activity that was going on here. So Tony did an earlier version of Hollywood Squares, which ran into problems because of limited bandwidth. So overnight, he completely re-engineered it um, so that the uh, the people in the squares were actually automated and and then FreeSwitch ended up asking the questions to the contestants. Yeah, we
3: had the... Uh, there was an IVR that we, it was also available so you would call into the IVR, and basically it just turned the phone into a number pad control, so it has different key combinations to, uh, uh, one of them would ask the question, one would repeat the last question, one of them would uh, put a square, because since it, the game board happens to look a lot like a DTMF pad, yeah. it works well together, so you could press the square number, and like whether or not it to be X or O, it had kept state, so it's, once somebody won, you could win by either having
2: five squares or by having a so, And what was amazing is it, it all just worked perfectly, which is why um, for the next Dangerous Demo, which will be in astricon, uh, we're inventing a new category of prize. We're going to call this the Swan Prize. Uh, and it's called the Swan Prize because uh, a swan, when you see it gliding across the water, it, it appears to be totally effortless. But if you had an underwater camera, you would see quite a lot of stuff going on underneath the water. So the Swan Prize is for it's in the category of, of somebody who comes up with something absolutely amazing and it just works, um, but it doesn't look very dangerous. Uh, and that's been Tony's problem, is that uh, every time he does something, it looks totally effortless when, when in fact, what's going on under, underneath the surface is is truly amazing, but you just don't get to see what's going on underneath the surface, and it and it doesn't look dangerous. I think Tim's
3: going to end up winning that one, too.
2: Uh, yes, Tim Panton is probably the major competitor, uh, competing with people like uh, Tony here, because he comes out with the most amazing tech, and these days, most of the time, it just works, which. Uh, which is amazing in itself. So that's going to be a new category for uh, Dangerous Demos in Astericon. Uh And with that, I think we, we probably want to um, hand it back to you, um, Randy and Michael, so that um, the VUC listeners can ask a few questions, and we'll see whether we can wander around and get some, some deep and meaningful
1: answers for you. There actually was a question in IRC, if I can scroll, scroll back up to find it, which was, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, where uh, in trunk is it? Has it replaced the existing Virto client?
2: Did you get that, Tony? Where in trunk is um, the, the front end for Virto?
3: Is it in there? It should be in our Git repository. Yeah, it's under. the same old yeah, we have an HTML5 subfolder from our root of our Git server where we keep all those things. Um, and it's right in there. Okay. okay. The, the library for the JavaScript is in there too. Uh, basically, in Virtual as a JavaScript thing. And then the clients are alongside it. They just load it just like any other uh, web app. Uh, you
2: load in the JS library if you need. Okay. And the rest is HTML. So that's where it is. In fact, over to Brian. Can you be more precise and drop a link onto the um, – Yeah, and we'll, we'll post that back on IRC. So that answers that one. So any more questions? Uh, Randy, do you want to see Mira? Yeah. Yeah, whilst I've been talking to you, I just had a, a message from Mira saying, sorry I missed breakfast, I was asleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping that Mira will come tripping in. that uh, any moment keeping, now.
4: Y'all have been keeping her occupied, I'm sure. Um, could I uh, pose a question to Brian? Because there was a picture, and I'm thinking I'm going to fetch it. There was a picture you guys posted online a little while ago. That was like multiple monitors with multiple yeah. monitors showing multiple different layouts. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm trying to fetch it. Hold, now. Oh yeah, hold on.
2: And, uh, can you hear what he's saying? okay i'll brian. go I'll, I'll, I'll go away over here and brian if you turn up the volume a bit then um okay michael ask your question again
4: okay brian i am looking at a picture that you guys put online uh, ken put online via his twitter feed not long ago and what he actually he's got four monitors with all different displays going of the the verdo mcu functions uh, could you explain that? I'll actually put the picture online. Give me half a second and, and then uh, explain what we're actually looking at here because this is kind of interesting. Just give me a moment to uh, to get it collected. Uh, here, how's that? Could you explain that to me? Where did you
5: post it at?
4: I, I, it's actually, uh, well, hang on. It's uh, It's in the Hangout. Uh, I, can't, I can't conveniently show it, but I'll, I'll, I'll okay. drop it in the IRC channel. What,
5: what Ken's showing off there is the multi-canvas, super canvas. Uh, so you can have a conference with multiple canvases, and then you can have you know, each canvas on a different television. And then you can choose where on the multi-canvas you put things. Like The, the picture that, that's there is the top monitor is what's called the super canvas, which is all of the sub-canvases of the conference in one screen. And then each of those canvases can be um, standalone, so you could have multiple TVs.
4: So when you say TV, so it's it's all one computer doing this. It's yeah, not
5: one computer doing this, but you can have multiple displays putting a different canvas up on on you know. If you had four TVs set up, you could have each one dial into a different canvas, mm-hmm. and they would all be on the wall. I
1: I have a question. Oops. I have a, oh, I'm on. I have a question about this, Brian. Okay, go ahead. Which is, uh, so the canvases, for example, if you just have, you keep saying TV screens, if you've got multiple screens, like three screens on a computer, uh, can you put a, one canvas on each screen or not?
5: Yes, you can. You sure can. So, uh, the the
1: Vertos... Depending on the... The Verto community
5: doesn't support the multi-canvas stuff because we, were, we wrote that very recently and it didn't have time to get integrated on the first release. So we're working with those guys to integrate the multi-canvas and some new features and functionality um, that we've come up with this week that we want to see implemented. Um, so it allows you to have, say, um, two parties on one screen and a screen share on a full screen. Um, so, you know, better collaborative um, interface.
1: That's actually one of the most impressive things I've heard so far. Um, I'm not that familiar with everything, but people are saying that the interface is much better, and uh, HTML5 has loomed large today. But what you just said is is super interesting. I, I don't recall seeing that anywhere else. Michael might want to chime in on it. In fact, I'll put that shot back up because that's really impressive, and I didn't see it. I also want to mention that what we're doing right here, I'm switching the views around so that uh, showing you when you're talking, when you have a better shot of you, and then James has the microphone, so we're doing this manually, and as a result, it's probably slightly jerky, but uh, there it is. Right now, we're looking at that image that Michael mentioned with the multiple screens, which, as I say, I think that's pretty impressive. Going to put you back on, Brian. Or who has anybody have questions or comments? Yeah, any more? Oops, yeah, Go a, ahead, move, move away. Um, if there are, well, let's see. Are there any
2: more questions? If there aren't, I've got um, somebody else to say hello to. No more questions. Okay. I'll, I'm going to come over here. I'm going to mute, and Andy, you unmute. Oops.
6: Okay, I'm unmuted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've got Mr Andy Smith
2: here, uh, who was responsible for the voting system in Dangerous Demos, which in itself was quite, a, quite exciting this year. Uh, would you like to explain why? Well, um,
6: when we first used the, well actually when not the first time, the last time we used the, uh, the voting system, which was the second time we used the, the voting system, it was noted by certain uh, participants or not actually participants of the demos themselves but others in the room and of course we are talking about rooms full of telephony geeks here that it was plausible to hack the voting system by putting false votes in from phone numbers which weren't actually routable so I couldn't actually reply to them
2: It was very funny because we ended up with blocks of 50 votes flying around all over the place and people thought "Oh, look, I've won and then all of a sudden well, they hadn't
6: A feature of the system is that you can change your vote so because you can change your vote it's possible to move blocks of votes around if you've got blocks of votes under your control so we tried to stop this this time and we have noted the perpetrator from last time And And he was present in the room He was indeed present in the room and indeed up to his tricks again Is is Andy allowed to name this man? I'm not sure as I should but But uh, I'm going to He is British
2: and his name is?
6: Uh, His name might be Alex Kinch it may not of course, It may. He, I have to say in his defence he was not the only one trying to hack it on this occasion but what happened was that we detected uh, some fraudulent activity and every time we did at uh, a certain rate a picture of Alex Kinch was up on the screen and being named and shamed uh, which caused much amusement to, to, to various people uh, possibly not to Alex himself though.
2: Uh, it caused me a certain amount of hassle because one of the things that somebody did, it may have or may not have been Alex was that he, uh, he was sending in votes from what was purporting to be one of my numbers and so I kept on getting the, uh, the acknowledgements back um, and my watch on my wrist went totally bananas uh, and was, was vibrating me to death and totally
6: distracting me. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure whether it was going to be uh, your watch that ran out of battery first or that we were going, going to actually finish the voting. Right,
2: well that was a bit of fun um, needless to say, when we get on to Astricon, our next dangerous demos, the voting system will be tighter. Well, completely revamped.
6: I think it's going to, to work a different way next uh, time.
2: And rather well, interestingly, because that's um, a great cue to move. Sorry. Yeah, because the uh, the uh, the Asterisk team managed to win a dangerous demo at KluCon, uh, We're going to have Brian representing the uh, the FreeFix team. Doing a dangerous demo at AstriCon. So we'll yes, I've,
0: I've already offered Brian an asterisk battery pack for him to use in his one, just like I used the free switch battery pack in my one. So we'll have to see how that works out.
2: Brilliant. Okay. Uh, any more questions now, Randy? Back to you.
1: No, in fact, um, I was just going to say that it would be time to move uh, the camera over to David, which somebody just did, Andy, I guess. Thank you. And um, go ahead with that little segment. Or was that it? Is that yeah, all you got?
0: I, yeah, No, I, I can give you a little bit more detail. Um, Status update. We've now um, finalized the schedule for Astricon, um And as people know, I'm sure, it's on uh, October 13th to 15th over there at the Lowe's Universal hotel in Orlando and we've got uh, more than 50 sessions this year, um, all of which are are very exciting and of course this year we've got the very first time the free PBX World track alongside the traditional tracks, we've actually got 5 different tracks running at once uh, going on so lots of uh, stuff And, and unfortunately the same thing has happened, well I say unfortunately it's just a product of having a lot of good talks. But the situation is when you look at the content matrix and identify the kind of talk you want to go and see, you then see that there are two, three or even four now competing talks, all of which uh, at the kind of level you really want to go and see those as well. Um, but uh, fortunately they will all be videoed, so those who actually go live into the room to see one will be able to catch up with the others at a, at a later date. So the, the content grid is now up on astricon.org. Um, it's very unlikely to change too much um, and there's everything from WebRTC and security uh, to um, talks from other projects like uh, camaleo and OpenSips. Uh, I noticed Docker is beginning to feature in the talks as well, people using Docker to uh, ease the deployment of uh, multiplaster servers and stuff like that. So uh, all in all a fairly well-rounded set of talks
6: I think. Excellent. Could,
1: could, you, could anybody imagine if a Ford gave a show of their line of autos that they would invite uh, General Motors and Subaru? I mean, this is always really great. It's great to see you at CluCon. It'll be great to see them at AstroCon. And um, as far as the multiple, since I've experienced this myself, uh, sometimes it's really hard to choose on the, uh, the track you want to see. Fortunately, you have other people that you're talking to who go, well, did you see such and such? And you go, no, no. And as you said, they're available via video. And in the meantime, more importantly, you're right there geographically. You're right in that place. So you can always seek out the person who uh, I have never seen anyone who doesn't want to talk about what they're doing at AstraCon. So um, that's not a problem either.
2: Just to remind everybody, are you going to be at Astracon this year? randy
1: david i'm sure he is yes oh david Uh, and moving right along oh this year no i'm I'm, I'm not not this this year year. no i'm not this year uh but everybody else everyone important will be there this year first of all i think and i had another thing i wanted to say about AstraCon and i'm trying to remember what it was allison will of course be there i'm sure
2: allison will be there
1: oh i know what it was david it was that uh, you will be doing a last minute update with us in september Uh, or maybe very early October. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but one of the Fridays you'll pick a date and you will let us know the very, very last-minute thing that happens. Okay? Yeah, I'll
0: I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch, Randy, to set that date with you, and I'll look forward to doing that.
2: Okay. All right. Right, I think if there are no other questions, we're probably um, approaching the uh, the end, but I want to come back to, to Tony just to have a a final word about where we're going uh, going next. And as, uh, as Somebody with a, is shouting into his cell phone as he goes running past just to prove this is live. So, uh, so Tony, um, you want to say a few words about um, ClueCon and where we go next?
3: Well, next year, ClueCon is going to be at the Swiss Hotel, which is about a five-minute walk from where it was this year. And it looks like it's going to be a uh, great venue, we get our own floor this time, so if we weren't rowdy enough having our own half a floor, then we have the entire floor to ourselves. It can be as loud as we want, which will be fun. Um, we have a new mission. Uh, this will be the 12th Klucon, and we really need to get Randy to come. So anyone out there listening, I want say help sponsor the effort to make sure
2: Randy comes to Kukon. Yeah, we have to get Randy to Klucon. Uh, we'll be heck-taking, we'll help you out with that. And it's worth saying that there is music at Clugon, isn't there? Yeah, there. Is. And and cocktails. Yes. Sip, Smith, that's a Yield? Good
1: point. That's right. that's two of the three requirements. Yeah.
2: So um, uh, definitely. Sorry, I'm I'm being told off because I'm not pointing in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right. It was a ni- nice view of the hat, though. Was it a nice view of the hat? Okay. All right. Well, I think. Unless you've got yeah, anything yeah. else.
3: Uh, well, when you pop in and. Look don't have the time every friday
2: so and i think the VUC is going to have to track the progress of VIRTO, and it's, i think we've reached a stage now where the the, the engine is just about it it's all there it's just uh, sorting out the front end isn't it yeah
3: that's
2: the real challenge
3: a lot of uh, use, all the usability issues are coming up now for client ideas we were just chatting a minute ago about making the call center features uh, so you can see your call queue from the uh, ui uh, basically, this is the beginning steps of trying to bring more HTML5 uh, parity with FreeSwitch. So, as we go, we're going to work on expanding Virtual to, to extend not only the browser free switch relationship, but other applications as aware, um, and malware, and use uh, it for more things, some more interesting stuff. So, as the year progresses, we'll get further on that and we'll come along with updates. And next year, we will go some more quieter. When
2: we do yeah, without all these people wandering by. <laughs>
1: But,
3: to what we'll keep everyone up to date as we get further along. Our 1.6 release will probably uh, reach its uh, .o status in the next two or three weeks. Um, we'll go through a testing phase, and hopefully by next spring, we'll have a start working on our next 1.8 version.
2: Excellent. Well, I, I think, um, Tony, I think everybody within the, the VUC community would like to thank you. For all the hard work that you and the team put in, because what you've achieved with your small team is truly amazing, really brilliant. You are so now muted. Thank you for that. You are now. And unmuted. with
6: that, Randy. Can I? Can I just I'll jump in here, back buddy. to you? Hang on. Could I just jump in here a moment? I would like to point out that it is in fact Tony's birthday today. So um, happy birthday, Tony, from every, all of us.
2: So happy birthday, Tony. And you will note that Tony got a present from the. Uh, from the community here, uh, cool. He, he got an Apple Watch, which is better better than my Pebble, so then, no device envy at all, and nowhere near as good as uh, Randy's Android Watch, but yeah, we can't have everything. Anyway, back to you. I'll shut up and let you wrap up.
1: All right, we are going to wrap up, and I'm going to definitely follow the progress. Um, we were not going to get too adventurous this week because I'm on the road and uh, all of the technical acumen was on Michael, and he's got enough of it. He's got 100% of it, but it's not that easy to do this with the proper audio and all that. James, you did a great job, really exemplary, a remote reporter, so very good. I think you've got a new job coming. And with that, we're going to end the broadcast. I don't have a music uh, or a way to play any music out, so that'll be post-production. But uh, everybody on the Hangout, thank you. Free Switch team, you did a great job. And uh, for those of you watching or listening, uh, what can I say? Thanks for your participation. It's all good, and you're all good. Yep, that's it. VUC is over for today, and we would like to thank... Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Onzip.com, hosted PBX. Zipdx.com, excellent conference server. And Voxbone.com for our local rate dial ins. Also, thanks to you, regulars, who are making things happen in WebRTC, video conferencing, and anything over IP.